Welcome to Surviving the Batch, where three retired police officers are going to speak about their experiences and what helped them survive the badge. I am Ronnie. This is Camille. This is our special guest tonight, Sean, who is sitting in for John. Much better looking. John, special uh, And tonight we have Cooper, the Wonder Dog. Let's see old Coop. Keep going. Keep going. Coop. Cooper. Coopy. Hey, buddy. Okay. Cooper went to camp today. So he is, go that way a little bit. We messed up our camera turn. a little bit more. Keep going, turn, turn, keep going. There you go. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. We wanted to get Cooper into the frame there and, and show him off. Um, Cooper went to camp today, so he is one pooped puppy. Um, so tonight, we're, we're going to talk about several things as it relates to surviving the badge. We're going to talk about canine. We're going to talk about admin. Um, we're going to have our news moment and so on. So a uh, little, little more about, uh, about Cooper. Uh, Cooper was a rescue, well, kind of a rescue. He was in kind of a puppy mill. We went down and got him when he was, I think, like six weeks old. And uh, he has one blue eye and one regular eye. And uh, we're really not sure what he is, but he's our Cooper, and he is the wonder dog. So we love him. He's our buddy. So... Uh, I think he's a window licker, but that's me. <laughs> so it takes one to know one. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to tell his mama that, or she'll be right. in here with an axe handle across your head. So we, um, Ronnie brought up uh, Cooper the Wonder Dog a, a couple of weeks ago, and we decided, well, you know what? Let's talk about canine. Let's talk about canine units and the use of canines and um, bite dogs versus all-purpose dogs versus drug dogs and and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's what we're going to talk about first. Um, Ronnie and I worked in the same agency for a long time, and when I left to go to another agency, we didn't have uh, a, a canine. We used the county dog, and it was kind of, you know, if you needed it, you would contact a county or another agency. Everybody used them. Yeah. yeah. So my first question w is, because I know you um, managed and supervised the canine unit. I did. When was that decision made, and why? Was it just, was demand too high for the county to help out enough? Or? I think initially it came across as, as more of kind of like a PR tool. Um, yes, we had the need for the dog. We were a small agency, so we didn't have a drastic need for it, but we did have a need for the dog. And they are great for, you know, your dog and pony at the shows, at the schools, at the public events. You know, they show up, they run, they jump, they bite the sleeve, everybody oohs and ahs. And um, so I think that was kind of our, our little thing at the beginning. Um, but as we grew, the agency got bigger, the city got bigger, we really used them quite a bit. Okay. We really did. Now, was it, uh, how, what, which dog did you guys decide? Uh, we had German Shepherds. Okay. Yeah. Because I know a lot of agencies, and I don't know about your agency, do they use Shepherds or Ma is it Malinois? Malinois. We use Shepherds, Malinois. Um, we've used Weimanreiner okay. in like in the schools for drug yep. detection, yep. Um, okay. labs for drug detection. So depending on the job. So why did uh, why did uh, the agency go with uh, shepherds? Was there was there a process or? Well, Malinois, <laughs> they're commonly referred to as German shepherds on steroids. Okay. <laughs> and, and Sean can attest. Yeah. I mean, they are a high energy, high activity. 
I want to be running 5,000 miles per hour from the minute they get out of the car till the minute you put them back in the car. I've seen a lot of videos where they're, they call them velociraptors. Oh, they are, <laughs> they are unbelievable. And the other thing about them is, um, the shepherds, I mean, is they're so readily recognized as a police canine. Okay. I mean, from way back, probably in the 1800s, it, shepherds have always been around. They've always been a canine, police canine, military canine. They're always used. It wasn't until recently, over probably the last, what, 15, 20 years, that Malinois really started yeah, making their way Yeah, it's relatively in. new. It um, is. It is new. Um, but anyway, they... Uh, then you have your your non-bite dogs, which right. are just your search dogs. So you have right. your labs, you have your Weimaraners, um, then you Blood also hounds. have your bloodhounds. Right. Um, I want to say a little something about bloodhounds. Um, a good friend of mine that works at a, a, a sheriff's office south of here, um, he had a dog, Amber. I believe it was Amber, I'm almost positive, bloodhound, and uh, she passed here within the last couple of weeks. Oh. Um, his name was John, and he was the handler, and... She, I remember her when they first got her, first brought her out, you know, big sloppy jaws mm -hmm. and slobber everywhere and ears a mile long. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember, but she finally aged, you know, long enough yeah. that, that, that she passed. So, uh, you know, God rest uh, old Amber there. She's a great dog. Um, anyway, uh, can, I, can I mention something about uh, my experience with bloodhounds? I never really had experience because most of the bloodhounds are um, assigned to like the prisons. And right. several years ago, we had a, a deputy who was shot and killed um, in an adjacent county. And they brought out, and he had taken off, and they brought out a, a bloodhound. And this is the first experience that I ever had with them. And they, he had, this guy had gotten onto a dirt bike, and it was way out into the woods. And that, that bloodhound was amazing. It picked up where the bike went, oh, yeah. where the guy dropped a pack of cigarettes where he dropped a flip-flop and then because we're in the uh, command center all of a sudden i hear over the radio from the bloodhound handler hey we're close we need to switch out for a bite dog now i never knew that that was actually a thing that the bloodhound will indicate hey i'm really close and bloodhounds oh, yeah. they don't they just lick i've yeah. seen videos of them catching a bad guy and just <laughs> Yeah, so, and they don't want to get them hurt, so then they bring in the dog five minutes. That's, that's made for apprehensions. Yep, within yeah. five minutes of switching out, they caught them. You know, it's <clears throat> it's neat is the relationship between a handler and a dog. Right. You know, what makes a good dog is a good handler and, and vice versa. So the key for the handler is to be able to read the dog. Absolutely. Right, read the behavior of the dog. So that in that particular case, that handler knows his dog, and he knows that when... You know his tail comes up, or you know he starts moving his head over the way that he yeah. realizes, hey, we're close, and yeah. that just comes from years of work of really working together, developing that relationship, and it's unique to each handler and each Absolutely, dog. they'll start pulling a little harder. You know, they, there's little things like he said, nuances that that dog, that handler knows, and an inexperienced handler that can't read that dog is going to miss those signs and walk right by, which is very dangerous. Right. You walk right by the bad guy and he's laying in the bushes to your right, boom, boom, you're yeah, dead. You know, absolutely. so yeah, he's got to be able to read those keys, read those cues from the dog. Um, I, I, I never had so much fun as I did watching the canines train okay. and watching them go through the competitions and just, you know, and I hit a bunch for the dogs. 
I hit dope for the dogs. Um, it was just amazing to me how well these dogs are. And I remember one time we were over in, o in uh, Oviedo, and we hit hit the bad guy in a ladder rack. Way it's like twenty foot in the air, and it was to get on top of the big trucks and stuff. Okay. It was like a barn where they worked on them, and he's all the way up top. And this dog, they walked him around. It was a newer dog, newer handler. Walked him around, and that dog alerted, and he, he goes over to the ladder, and he looks, and he goes around the ladder, and he looks, <laughs> and he goes around the ladder again, and he looks, and then he sits, and he whoo, 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 starts barking. And I'm like, oh, and we're all standing back, and I'm like, yeah, he knows that son of a bitch is up there. That's and he awesome. wouldn't leave that ladder, man. He just kept walking, kept walking. It was amazing. Now, Amazing. Um, it, it, it makes me think of this. So when you have a, a, a dog shepherd or whatever, and you're taking it around the car, are all the dogs trained to give the same signal, like sit down or scratch, or is it is the signal kind of unique to the dog? Now they are. They're all, most of the dogs now are taught to give a passive alert. Okay. And the reason being is because the damage to the vehicles from the nails clawing right. on a $4,000 paint job. <laughs> I remember this is like 30 years ago almost. We're out there and this guy, remember the old paint jobs where it looked like um, chameleon paint job? Oh, yeah. And, and depending on like the color and yeah. wrap. And yep. I mean, it was like a four or $5,000 paint job on this big sled and we're out on the interstate. And this dog comes out and, and he smells something and he starts digging on the side of this car and I'm, I'm sitting there, <laughs> I guess it was about 20 years ago, 25, because I was a sergeant, and then I'm sitting there, I'm going, oh, I can just see the paperwork, <laughs> we're going to be buying some new paint jobs, you know, but sure as shit, they had an ounce of crack in the car, so screw their paint job, you know, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, now they, most of them anyway, not all, but most of them will sit down, they'll sit, they'll stop, and they'll sit, okay. and, and they'll just wait for the handler to give them, and, and the handler knows, as soon as they get the sign... And he's good boy, good boy, and he gives them a toy right. and, and fires them up. You know, good boy, good boy, good boy, yeah. and it takes them back. Yeah. You got to give them a reward. If not, yeah. it's not fun for them. Right. And that's you know? all they work for is that reward. They all they Food want is toys. Yeah. Yeah. Praise and toys. That's it. That's all they want. And it's amazing when you can see it. Um, and we're talking about you know bite dogs, but you also have single purpose dogs. Like in our agency, we have uh, bomb dogs, and that's all they do. Absolutely. They're not trained to do anything else, but detect explosives right um we also have single and they're not purpose, apprehension either non-apprehension just single detection. purpose drug dogs yep. and yep. then we can and and it's so neat how they can train them to particular sets it is with cannabis being everywhere everywhere now and with hemp being legal you have to be considerate of that although the supreme court has now said <clears throat> that if they detect on the odor of cannabis it still gives you the probable cause to do the search however you have to eliminate some other things right um but we can train a dog and we have a dog that's trained that does not that's not trained for cannabis so when we got there people are just like oh I, I, yeah i smoked weed well that's cool man because this dog doesn't smoke weed <laughs> and they're like Ooh. see i didn't even know and, that that's no and i was just going to say great point you brought up because as i was getting out and retiring um our new dog that was coming in that was a big thing of contention where the admin were, were above me were like, well, you know, should we train them cannabis? Because, you know, is the Supreme Court going to come down later and say, hey, they can still detect, you know, are all these dogs going to be worthless now right. that were trained on cannabis? So my thought was, let's not take that chance. 
and make this dog worthless when they come and they say, oh, if they smell cannabis, your case is gone because right. cannabis is legal for medical, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hemp, right. hemp's legal. Yeah. Does it get the same odor? They believe it possibly does. On so, a dog's level, it could right. be. So anyway, I told them, do not train this dog in cannabis. Um, so we did not. Okay. And like he said, you know, oh, I smoke a little weed. Well, okay, well, if my dog alerts, it ain't alerting on your weed. <laughs> it's something else because he doesn't even know what weed smells like. He just smells like something stupid to him and not going right. to alert on it. And they do train them for specific odors. Okay. As they go through the training, they'll take some crack cocaine. They'll put it in a container. There'll be 10 containers. They'll walk them around, walk them around, walk them around. And as they get in the odor, you know, because they're trained, this is the odor you want to be detecting. As they get in that odor... They throw in the toy. Good job. Right. And they'll do they'll do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those. And do the dogs screw up? Of course they do. When they're brand new, it's training. They'll turn over the box with nothing in it. Right. <clears throat> but what you have to be careful, and what the trainers have to be careful, is cross contamination. They take the dope out of their drug locker in their car, training dope, and they go to do it. And if it's on their hands, and they picked up this box to take the bag out of it and set it down, and they put it in this box. Now the odor is over there. Right. So they're very, very careful to only touch the sample box when they are loading it, and someone else touches the other sample boxes so nobody's gotcha. cross-contaminating. Because you can screw a dog up for the rest oh, of his career by doing for it. Sure. You really can. Now, how long does a dog, how long is a typical, you, you, you buy a dog, how old is it when you, get, you buy it? Uh, usually around 18 months, they try not to go too much younger than that. Now, to are about they being, two years old? Are they being trained up till that 18 months? Depends on where you buy them, but a lot of times they're trained in discipline and they're trained in simple commands okay. and and to out and to attack. Right. Um, but it just depends on the level and how much you want to pay. Okay. But most of them come with some type of discipline training. Gotcha. Where they know what it, you know stay yeah. and all that. Some obedience. Um, and that's then, what I mean. I'm sorry, obedience, not discipline. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, whatever you're into, um, <laughs> smack that dog. <laughs> One of the things, though, is that they take it to a certain level of training, and then it's it's really important for the rest of that training to come from the handler that's going to have that dog. Okay. Because if it doesn't, the way that you may reward or or discipline your dog may be different than the way Ronnie or I would. And so totally agree. In order for that to be a successful team, that the rest of that training has to come as it's building that. It's very hard um, to take a, a canine that perhaps has worked with somebody for two or three years and then let's say that officer retires but you still want to use the dog. You can. It right. can be done. But you, got to go, but you got to go through the whole training process. Absolutely. You do. That dog has to go back through canine training with, with the new handler. handler. Absolutely. Now, how long is the canine training? Eight weeks, I think it is, for okay. just the the tracking part of it and all that. Okay. And then another four to six weeks, I, it was something like that, for the drug school. Right. They're totally different. They okay. don't teach them at the same time. Completely different yeah. schools, yeah. And then so, probably like like any law enforcement, you have to do yearly trainings and all that. Well, they have stuff. to get certified every year. They have to okay. go through a certification for drugs and for their obedience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said discipline again. God damn, now, I was a disciplinarian. You, you mentioned something earlier about specific things. I was watching a video. I think it was like a forensic file or the or I forgot maybe a first forty eight. And they had this, they had a shooting, and they had this tall grass, and they brought in an ATF dog that was just, it, it smelled shell casings. 
Right. Oh, really? What it's, yeah. What it, it would come in for is the gunpowder. The gun yeah. yeah. Right. So, and and you got grass up to your hip, and the, and the dog would just go in there and sit down. Bang. Instead of trying to pull out all the weeds and everything, you and it, it helps. I, I saw down. that demonstration in a uh, in a class, a crime scene class that I went to, and they gave five different people a shell casing. Okay. The the handler went someplace, and they could throw it anywhere they wanted, and I mean. Big field. They'd find it. And that dog would go there, sit, and they're like, okay. And he's like, all right, we'll go find another one. Go, sit, find another one. Absolutely. And it, it, it was incredible because, you know, the human error side of that, you're thinking about looking for a small shell casing and, and how hard it is being able to see it. And they're going solely off a of scent. Yeah, I've worked, I've worked shootings where we know or we had a good feeling that there was, you know, eight, nine shots fired. And we still couldn't find, you know, sure. maybe we found seven. You know, in the in the grass, and we did the best we can. That's that's all you can do, too. Right. Yeah. Now, um, does your agency have cadaver dogs? And if you need one, what do you do? If you don't, no, that's such a specialized field, okay. and really the, the the amount of times that you would an individual agency would utilize it is probably cost prohibitive. But um, generally, what happens is you have search and rescue groups. Mm. Who train their dogs? I've seen cadaver dogs in use. We've utilized them. We have resources when we have that come up. We can call them and say, "Hey, can you bring your team out?" And usually, what they do is they bring four or five dogs, and they'll run one dog and let it do it, and then they'll bring them back, and then they'll run another dog. Um, and we actually had a successful case over in um, South Daytona where we found a lady that way. Okay, she was at, oh, they had wow, actually really? buried her, and they had buried her in the ground and. We were thinking she was under the floor in a in a mobile home, but she was actually out there, and the dog found her. Oh, awesome! It's pretty oh, amazing. Wow. That is amazing. Sean, you mentioned the uh, the Supreme Court. So when it comes to canines, I imagine there's a lot of case law. Now, oh. <laughs> now, yeah. what I want to focus yeah. on first is uh, so for people who don't know. Carol, the U.S. back in the 30s. The Carol Doctrine? The Carol Doctrine, yeah. Hey. Um, we Law enforcement can search a vehicle if they have probable cause that a crime's been committed in the vehicle without a search warrant because the car's mobile. Does that apply to canines, or is there something else that is more precedent to a canine? No. So, utilization of the canine, let's say we pull a car over, and as long as it's within the time frame of what it would normally do, the traffic stop. We don't have to expand that. We're not holding anybody for an unreasonable amount of time. While you're and writing the, the ticket. And the dog can get there. The dog can walk the car. Right. And as soon as the dog alerts on the car, that's your probable cause to conduct a search. Right. It's similar to the plain, plain field and plain, plain view. view. Right. But it's for the dog. I mean, they, they he's allowed to be there. Absolutely, he yep. is. Now, and what if what if the guy? There pulls... are certain situations though where they say you've got to be doing your normal scope of your work. You got to be writing the citation now. You have to be. You cannot hold them for any extra period of time right. to wait for the canine dog beyond reasonable. Okay. Beyond reasonable is okay. I'm all done writing all my tickets and everything else. Normally, I let this guy go. Now we're waiting ten minutes for a dog. Can't no do doubt. that anymore. You have to have it there. Within the allotted time of your normal business, you right. know whatever that is, and no. it's still that way, right? It's still that way. Right. What if so. what if the guy pulls onto? Well, I guess an officer can walk around. He pulls onto his own property. You can walk a dog around it. If a, if an officer can walk around it, a dog can. Walk yeah, around if you it, have right? the the car seized, and it's your, your traffic, traffic stop, stop right. they're seized. They're not free to leave. 
then you can do whatever business you need to do. If the dog, canine dog needs to walk around it, he needs to walk around it. Absolutely. Okay. But and you couldn't just walk your dog down the road and go up to no, a bunch of cars not. parked out there and walk a dog around it. Unless they're on the right away. Right. Unless they're on the right. So you can walk walk a dog down the road. But if nobody's in it, you would need a search warrant. Well, you would have to sit yeah. on it and wait for somebody to get in it, and then you do search. Yeah. But it would have to be on a public right of right way, away. not on private property. Right. You cannot go on a private property to obtain evidence. So, and you know that. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, Just seeing if you guys do. So, <laughs> let's, uh, let's do, uh, well, we have a lot of people uh, popped on. I'm just going to give a couple shout-outs to folks that have not ever been on yet. Here you go. Um, Kimberly, thank you. Jeff, thank you. Jeff said, I survived the badge. I retired. Hey, huh? congratulations, Jeff. Tom's on here. Um, Tom, good evening, gentlemen, he says. Thank you. Big Tim. Tim's retired uh, from a state agency. Thanks for joining us. Says he got bit by a cadaver dog. Oh, <laughs> Tim, maybe you should have checked your pulse. <laughs> Ian, Ian made it. Thanks for coming, Ian. Danielle made it. If I'm missing anybody, Dustin made it again. Hey. Says Sean's already taken over for John, huh? Wow, <laughs> oh, that's cold. That's cold. Is John watching? Um, don't see John, but he has family in town oh, okay. for a baby shower tomorrow, so he's very, he'll very busy. He'll probably watch later, though. Yes. He'll oh. log on to the Facebook page and watch yes. later. Now, yeah. speaking of that, did and you crack on us? Did you mention that everybody should like and, and subscribe and all that stuff? You just did. Please, guys, if you have not yet done so, go to our YouTube channel. It's in the link. It's in the uh, uh, Facebook on our Facebook page. Go to that page, or to, I'm sorry, to that channel like it and subscribe and then over in the right hand corner um, you're going to see a little bell look in the shape of a bell if you'll hit that it'll ask you what kind of notifications you want if you just hit all every time we go live or we post a video or anything it's going to give you a little notification when you open youtube it'll say a little bell up there notifications it'll tell you all your notifications that you subscribe for hopefully we're the only one but uh anyway so if you'll do that for us and a new feature we've added is on the YouTube feed. You should be able to see, if you're on your laptop anyway, you should be able to see a little picture that has our logo on it in the bottom right-hand corner. At any time during the video on your, on your um, PC, you just roll your mouse over that. It should come up with a subscribe button right over that picture. Click on it, and you're subscribed. Thank you. And speaking of our logo, I think we're going to be coming out with some merch. We just finalized a... Final logo. Merch! We're going to have some merch, some Surviving the Bad merch. 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 Love that word, merch. I, I like some merch. All right, so um, I'm going to go into, I'm going to um, dominate the first half hour of this show, apparently. Um, well, since we're already 23 right? minutes in, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about some, some news. Now, this news, um, well, let me just start. So Sean and I, and, and Ronnie to an extent, have a, a very dear friend of ours named Pete. And he also has a podcast, and his podcast is called The Adventures Of. Now, The Adventures Of podcast, they focus on old 1930s serials and, and Marvel comics. Old-timey, you say. Yeah, old-timey. <laughs> uh, their most recent one, or one of their most recent ones I was actually listening to on the way over here, is about Dick Tracy, all that kind of stuff. Old movies and TV shows, so check them out. Um, the Adventures of dot 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 ellipsis, I guess, whatever. Um, so 
this so this this, this news it, it actually affects them because I, I saw this the other day. Unfortunately, Pete and Pete were on. Well, the... it's time for some more horse <laughs> soldier. I can't even. Oh, 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 yeah. oh I put it. Just, oh, good man. Just mixed it in. Good man. So Pete and Pete were on the verge of being um, evicted out of their grandmother's house. Um, too Is that many. Pete and repeat. Yes, Pete and repeat. Okay. Um, apparently, they had too many. You know. <laughs> Kraft mac and cheese boxes and juice boxes laying all over their basement, and they're in the process of getting <laughs> getting <laughs> ramen noodle ramen noodles. Ramen noodle packages. They're about to get evicted, but the CDC and a local or a, a federal court has extended the eviction ban. So good for you. Um, I, I'm glad that you guys are able to stay in your grandmother's basement just a little longer. So I'm, I'm happy to announce that. You creepy bastard. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> What's that from? The Big Lebowski. Eh? The Big Lebowski, yeah. <laughs> meatloaf. That's funny, man. That's hilarious. All right. So Pete, Pete, love you guys. All right, so let's get. Um, I got a little more serious um, uh, news. We're going to take a, a turn to the more serious. Um, so, glass. so ahead. this past Tuesday, the 17th, Daytona Beach police officer Jason Raynard, um, he passed away uh, 55 days after he was shot. He was shot investigating a suspicious incident and in vehicle at a at a residence, and while he was investigating, the uh, scumbag. The offender. No, the scumbag. Uh, <laughs> the piece of shit. Yeah, shot him, and he succumbed to his wounds uh, just the other day. And uh, um, the, the, the they caught the guy three days later, and he's being held. Um, in a treehouse. Yeah, they caught him in a treehouse. In a treehouse in Georgia. Um, what so what, yeah. I, what I noticed is that. Um, Hold on. The, the officer Rainer. The officer Rainer. Salute you, brother. Rest Absolutely. in peace. Absolutely. I noticed that they, the honor guard for the agency was allowed to <laughs> escort his body from the hospital hey! to the medical centers. Unlike, wow. unlike, unlike Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, it, yeah. So we, we, if, you, if, you, if you don't know what we're talking about. Chicago, we covered it in our short. Yeah, we did a, a short um, video on that where um, our, our second um, uh, yesterday, uh, Officer Ella French was laid to rest, Chicago PD. She was also shot and killed in a traffic stop. And um, when they were <clears throat> transporting her from the hospital to the honor guard, the uh, what, the assistant superintendent or whatever yes, yes. said, we don't have time for this shit, just get her in there. Basically the second in charge. Yeah. And that was his exact words. Yeah. We don't have time for that shit. Yeah. We don't have 20 minutes for that shit. Yeah. To wait on the bagpipes to show up, to to uh, anyway. Yeah. So to to officer. Go ahead, Sean. I was just going to say we're fortunate here, Officer French. Officer, officer French. French. God rest bless you. Rest in peace. I want to say we're fortunate here locally that we don't deal with that. We have, especially in a time like this, we have such great support from our administration. We're going to talk about administration Absolutely. in a little bit. But we have such great support from our administration. But with that said, God forbid that someone in a local administration would say that we couldn't do it because it would happen. Yeah. The men and women here would be able to. I realize things are a little different in Chicago, but we would be able to. We would put it together. 
Right. Make we, it happen. If we had to oh, take yeah. our POVs and shut down every intersection, it's being shut down. POV, personally owned vehicle. For those of you that aren't in law enforcement. They survived the badge. They know. <laughs> they know. Not everybody's uh, well, not everybody's. We not have some. Not, not, uh, um, Google it. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. Just um, snuck it in there. So, Hi, Dave. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. So, speaking of fallen officers, I, lo I looked at the numbers yesterday. As of this, as of yesterday, two hundred uh, four officers have died this year. Um, total, right now, as of last year, is down ten percent. So that's good. But the percentage of officers killed by gunshot since last year is up thirty four percent. So I more... was going to say, as soon as this Delta variant gets done. Yeah, you're going to see that number go way up yep. because part of 2020's oh, numbers yeah. was the huge. highest percentage was because of COVID. Absolutely, in fact, so, we lost locally again yeah. in the last week. Officer Justin White yep. from um, another local agency. Right. Yeah, there was a, a couple Justin White. Sorry, I didn't know that. No, to Officer White. God bless. Rest in peace. Um, now, um, for you dog lovers out there. Um, Who's a dog lover? Right. Uh, I figured Bing's, not. Were, uh, Bing's, were, uh, Bing's, we were talking about canines. 12 canines have been killed this year. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of them were through um, uh, shots. Um, some were through falls and crashes and, and things like that. So 12. Uh, dogs 12, are, 12 are the uh, cars overheating. Right. And the. Uh, That's what I wanted to ask you about that. The alarms and the alerts either malfunctioned or did not work like they should have. Yes, they have an alarm on the on the car and an auto feature where if the car gets to a certain temperature, it, it alerts the officer. Now they have it via phone. Mm -hmm. you used to have a little pager that they wore, okay. but now it goes through the phone. And it immediately turns these monster fans on in the windows, rolls all the windows down in the car okay. so that you have ventilation throughout the car. Right. And obviously the dog can survive for quite some time as long as that system's working. Right. However, if the system malfunctions, doesn't roll the windows down and the car dies, and yeah. we all know how electronics are. are. Yeah. Anything can happen. The dog's going to sit in there and roast, and unfortunately, yeah. it still happens. Even yeah. with all the safeguards that they have. Now, um, is there a mechanism, and I thought there was, I don't know canine that much, where let's say the handler is in a fight. Where he can unlock yes, the door can. and have the dog. It's an auto up. pop. Okay. And it's a, a um, rod that goes on the door. When they hit the button, it, it unlatches the door, and the um, cylinder pushes the door open automatically, okay. and it pops the door open on the passenger side for obvious reasons. Right. When running into traffic, yeah. passenger side, it pops open, and the dog is game on. Yeah, I, I, I had could, that for eons. Yeah, because yeah. I couldn't imagine a dog watching its handler get into yeah. a fight and not want to get Tearing the car up. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can walk past the car most of the time. And eat your ass up. It feels like they're coming right through the window on you. Yeah. And by the way, it is illegal to harass a police canine while they're in the vehicle or in any other time. So if you walk by the police canine car and you go like that and the dog starts going nuts and you start acting the fool, there is a law against that and you can be arrested for that. Can I walk by and say, oh, who's a good boy? If the dog goes nuts and you continue to do it, I don't care if you're saying you're the, <laughs> you're the cutest dog in the whole wide world. If you're harassing that dog where he's okay. going ape shit and you continue to do it, that's harassing the okay. dog and you can go to jail. He gets a free bite. Free, yeah. free bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last thing I have is um, our governor, Ron DeSantis, um, uh, has announced some new initiatives because 
How, how many officers are you guys short? That's a that's a touchy question, but we'll say forty-five. Okay. Right, and I, I know I know when you left, you guys were probably short. I, I I can't imagine an agency in Florida that's probably not short officers. I can't imagine an agency nationwide that's probably not. Okay, it's, it's absolutely it's it's a national issue. When I left, we were I think just like two or three short, but we were only fifty man agencies. Okay. so you know I Still mean, short though. but two or three is is a lot. Right. And then right after I left, there was two or three others that left, and at one point I think they were down like seven. Six okay. or seven, right? Which in an agency with the size of that, that's ha- that's like that's a quarter of your patrol that's a, force. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. shift. It is. It's an entire shift, and then some there because they only had five per shift there. Right. So, yeah, man, I remember. Time. I remember there was only three of us: two, two, and a sergeant. Okay, <laughs> I gotta say this, <laughs> Angela. I'll let you see the name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Angela. Angela, Angela. says. Your guest star, Sean, looks hungry. Ask him if he wants some beefaroni. Beefaroni for days. <laughs> I guess that's an inside story. Uh, <laughs> well played, Angela. Well played. And Dave says, what the hell is wrong with short officers? No problem. I got one right I, here. I, I have T-Rex arms, and I'm short as hell. And he has so, a hard time with a, with a whopper. Is it, you know, yeah, the hands, hands too small, small little hands. hands. Anyway, uh, so anyway, to to address the uh, officer shortage, 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 um, <laughs> uh, the governor has implemented um, some initiatives to, uh, for anybody who wants to become a, an officer, a new officer, go through the academy, given uh, $5,000 to become a police officer, um, offering uh, police academy scholarships, because the academy now is like, what, five grand, give or take, depending on where you go. Um, I remember it was 500 when I went back in, you know, six. <laughs> I won't even tell you when I went. Didn't you have to ride a horse? For <laughs> oh, you say that every goddamn time. <laughs> Asshole. Poor, poor yeah, horse. I rode a horse. Poor horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Slim Goodbody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and that's that's what I got for the news. All right. Well, thank you for the news moment. Um, we and just you know one more time, guys, to the officers who have given it all. Given it all, absolutely. God bless. Rest in peace. We love you. Rest in peace. We got your six. We still got your six. By the way, that's our new tagline. Um, you'll see it on a lot of our uh, logos and our merch because we are retired. He's not, but we are. Because we, <laughs> I work like I Wait, do. are you in the drop yet? 11 days. 11 days! 11 days! in or 11 days from now you're going 11 days from now I'm going in. So okay. my wife wanted me to remind you of that and not do anything to jeopardize it. And don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do our beer moment. Beer moment. Beer moment. Our beer moment. We, um... We have a local place here. It's called uh, Kenny's Grocery in Orange City on the corner of 1792 and French Avenue, right on the road that goes to Blue Springs State Park. It's a little tiny little store there called Kenny's Groceries. And I'm telling you what, if you want craft beer, holy crap, anything known to man that's ever been made, 
he either has it there or if you ask him and give him specific information on it he will get it for you the guy is amazing um, we've been talking to him about our podcast and he's going to uh give us some beer glasses and talk to a couple of local breweries and maybe give us some stuff to sample. So, so yeah, like Ronnie said, if you go in and you're looking for craft beer, I, I, I find myself going in there another, uh, and um, Please. looking, at, it's like, you're like, oh, oh, you can spend an hour in there. Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell do I get? Is this the right one? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> that was last week's. <laughs> I'm like, am I not getting the same as you guys? No, no, no you're not. <laughs> For some awesome beer choices, he is amazing. I like this. This looks good. All right, All so right. this is called uh, John. Not only does our beer moment, but John couldn't be here, like we said, on so, assignment. So he's on assignment. So I am doing the beer moment tonight, and this is called Heavy Seas Smooth Sail. Summer Ale. How about that alliteration? I am not going to say it again. (laughs) Heavy Seas Smooth Sail Summer Ale. Is that quick enough? All right, whatever. Shut up. It is an American wheat ale with orange and lemon peel added, which I love Blue Moon with some orange peel. It's amazing. They are out of, this is the Clipper City Brewing Company out of Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. We try to do local ones in Florida. Um... And I grabbed this one, and I said, oh, this isn't in Florida. I said, oh, the hell with it. I already bought it. So, yeah. It's anyway. still from Kenny's. All right. Good. Oh, yeah. A little pop. A little sip. Clear the palate. Hmm. Smells a little uh, orangey. Oh. Huh. That's a good drink. That's uh, different. Oh. Mm. Not bad. That's dangerous. Summer That's a six pack. It's like Kenny said from Kenny's Grocery when I asked him about it. He said it's a summer ale. So it's got a little bit of that fruit, you know, fruit in, infused in there. Yeah. But it's it's kind of light. It's it's not super, super heavy. It's not real, um, what do you call it, hoppy? No, it's not hoppy. It's got a little bit but of there the is, orange. There is something I, I can't identify. There is a flavor. It might be the lime peel. Maybe Cor- it is. Maybe it is. Coriander? Oh, coriander? I hope not, because I am not a big fan of coriander. I know you're not. That's why I oh, said that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. So uh, you've had a few sips now. Let's start with you. Uh, scale of 1 to 10. 10 being you absolutely love it. all times. It walks on water. You would drink it, you know, every just time be- you drink beer. Just because I can't. And this- 1 being dumpster water. Beer. From the back of a fish house. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, which we had last week. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so there's a flavor in there I can't identify. So it's just, like just it. something I like it. I'm not hating it. So I'm going to go with a six and a half. Ooh. Good rating. Six right. and a half. Sean? That's solid eight on my book. Yeah, I this, really like This it. is like... Throw these in the cooler. Let's go fishing. Oh man, I'm telling you, at the beach or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I could have more than one. So you're solid eight. I'm a solid eight. I'm gonna go a solid, yeah, eight, 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 eight and a half. I'm gonna say eight and a half, okay. man. I really like it. But you know, I like the ones with a little bit of the, the fruit, you right. know, flavor. So you like sours? A little bit. Okay. I, you know, I'm the Hefeweizen man. Right. Oh, I know God. you are I too. But I like a little bit of that when I'm out in the heat, when I'm out yeah. in the sun. This, this is, is a, refreshing. Like it says, summer yeah. summer ale, perfect for the summertime. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. So, we got to go to Kenny's, more, so. get some beers, 
And uh, thank you, Kenny's. It was, I think, for a six pack, it was like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. They're a little bit more because they're craft beers. They're they're not Budweiser or Miller Lite. So I mean, they I have that stuff too. They do, but they, they do. have like four, all the way up to the ceiling, rows. Oh, oh my crap god! Beer. And, and oh, and they have um, ciders, and they have wines, and they Jesus, they got and it's everything. it's it's only what it's about ten feet by ten feet. It's the smallest <laughs> place in the world. Yeah. And then you go in, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I noticed he he got some new uh, signage on the front. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it almost looks like the old wood paneling. No, okay. it's not. It's not oh. that bad. <laughs> but it's got all the names of the craft beers. Oh cool. So anyway, go buy Kenny's. You'll love it. It's a great place. Um, we love the people that work there. Fantastic. I buy my dip there and all, all kinds of good stuff. So well, t- don't forget to tell them that Surviving the Badge sent you. Yes. Yes, please do, because that's going to help us, um, w- you know, work with them and get some different craft beers maybe donated to us so that we can try them and give them our, our viewpoint. And so. if you find their, and you find their Facebook, like them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's move on. So our next topic that we wanted to go over and we're at the 40 minute mark so our cool. next next topic this will be easy because everybody hates them anyway um this is going to be <laughs> admin. admin or administration and what, what we want to kind of cover is the administration in an agency now this could be a humongous agency you know like a like a florida highway patrol um a big sheriff's office all the way down to your five-man police department, five-man sheriff's office. Don't forget um, the women. Five-officer agency. Sorry. Five-person agency. My bad. This guy, right? Sorry, ladies. Hey, hey uh, real quick. Tina popped in and uh, Keith popped in. Two new two new viewers. Awesome. Thanks awesome. for popping in, guys. So Love that you're um, on here. LT, I know you were a, a, a lieutenant and a, and a sergeant. Um, we have... Uh, Sean is a sergeant, so I went more of the investigative route, so I don't have admin experience. Is admin out to get you? No. No. Absolutely not. And and here's the deal. Is that 100% or are there some no, jack wagons? Nothing's some, ever 100%. Some, some ass clowns that make lieutenant and say, I'm going to get these guys. No, I, and I, here's the deal. It's just like... You see how we get all serious? It's just like, it's like every coworker. It's just like every coworker you've ever worked with. There's good ones and bad ones. I mean, with anything, and there's good and bad administrators. There are administrators that there is no way in hell they should have ever been given the rank they have been given, but they were given it by whatever reason for for whatever reason. You know, you can say they kissed ass enough to get it. They freaking um, maybe they did really well on the test. Maybe they did really well on the test. We've had a couple of those. You know, they did great on the test, and they right. get out here and they couldn't supervise a pile of ants. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's terrible. But um, I will tell you this: to answer your question, for the most part, no, they are not out to get you. Because here's the deal: if if they look bad, or if you look bad, they look bad. Okay. And it's their evaluation, their pay raises, you know, they're moving forward, keeping their position. So if, if you're screwing up or their guys are screwing up out there, it makes them look bad. So, no, they're not out to get you because if you've got nothing but troublemakers, which if they're out to get you, now it looks like you have nothing but troublemakers. If all you have are problem children and troublemakers because that's what you're saying because you're out to get them, okay, well, what's your problem? Where have you been 
this whole time and, and so on and so forth. And you can only blame their previous supervisor for so long. And now it's going to start showing up on your watch. So, so how, no, they're not out to get you. How Absolutely important not. is a good sergeant to your job as a lieutenant? Ask him. Yeah, well, and I've, I've dabbled in the lieutenant world as well. So I was a lieutenant for uh, about three years and took the voluntary demotion back to sergeant because I enjoyed that a lot more. And there was a lot more money to be made. I wish I would have stayed at the rank of sergeant. And I was warned before I became a lieutenant by other people who are lieutenants. So was I. To stay where you're at. But I didn't listen. Best rank in any freaking police department anywhere is the rank of sergeant. Bar none, it's the best. I had the most fun. I, I enjoyed it, man. Bar none. Sergeant is like the dad. It is. And he, the sergeant will set the tone for the shift. Okay. If you want something done, in the agency I work for right now, the top-level person realizes that the sergeants are the ones that will get something done. Yep. If he wants the rank and file, Damn he, ha he has to win the sergeant. So you get a good sergeant, you support that sergeant, that sergeant will motivate his shift. And his shift will basically do anything in the world for that sergeant. Absolutely. Okay. If that sergeant's a good sergeant. Absolutely. If that sergeant's, sergeant's a bad sergeant... Know, those guys will mutiny quick, and he will not be a sergeant long. Oh, I no, I lucked out. I always had good sergeants. I I I've had your dad. Yep. I had other sergeants, and I always no problem. I I respected my sergeants. So I lucked out and had a really good sergeant. I've worked for both. I've worked for the flaming assholes that were so hard to get along with, and you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Starts with a T, right? And last name in or starts with a D, and, and I'm telling you what, man, it was. I, I remember, oh, he was mine too. So. I remember punching my steering wheel, saying, "I'm gonna beat this guy's ass as soon as I get done with this call." But you can't, you know, you just gotta deal with it. Yep. And then I've had great ones that were, you know, I've just name one, Greg. Okay, yep, that's no one's thinking. Greg, right? Dude, Absolutely. I enjoyed working for that guy so much, man. Totally we called him Minor because everything was by the book, right. but it wasn't really. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He just wanted us. To do things right. He was right. great. He yep. was great. So as a sergeant, you need a good lieutenant, a good administrator, one that you feel comfortable with, one that you can trust. Um, so when I was working as a, a lieutenant, one of my jobs was as a watch commander, which meant that I was in control of the whole county at night. And I had to in, empower my That's sergeants. a big damn county <laughs> to be in charge of. I had to empower my Ooh, sergeants to damn. make those decisions. But what would happen at times is... A sergeant would call me and he'd go, hey, I'm on this call and this is what I think. And I'd go, it sounds like you're on the right track, I'll call you back. And I'd hang up and I'd call one of the senior sergeants and go, hey, this dude's on this call and this is what he thinks. And I'm kind of in the ring with him, but it, something changed because we could work together collectively because we trusted each other. Right. Absolutely. I worked for a lieutenant that I did not have that confidence in and it's scary. It's like working without a net. It is, man. And Thank you. No, and that's exactly the way you feel is you don't have a net. And and at night, in the agency that I worked for, when you were a sergeant on night shift, you didn't have nobody to call. Right. Unless somebody just got shot, or there was a humongous major scene, you're not going to wake the captain up. Right. Because we didn't have lieutenants back then. Right. You're not going to wake the captain right. or the deputy chief up at 3 in the morning to say, hey... You know, we were thinking about arresting this guy. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you, you, you don't do he, that. He'd be like, what the F are you calling me for? To the day. I was a sergeant to the day. 20 years. And then I, I made lieutenant. Right. And I can tell you what, buddy, from, from thank God I had mentors like Greg and, and my dad 
and a few others that I could call and go, hey man, what do you think? You know, and 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 I was a cocky some bitch, you know. I was, I was a sarge, you know. I'm right? like, I got it, I got this. <laughs> Until I realized, you need those guys to call, man. You need yes. those guys that you can trust. And Keith on here, the guy that popped in here, worked for another city. He was on nights with me. I don't know how many times I called him and said, hey, man, you know, I've never really dealt with one of these things. What do you think? And Keith go, oh, it's no problem. you got to take him here. Then you got to do right. that. I'm like, Keith, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Man, that guy always had my back out there on Midnight Shift. We're talking way back in the early, you know, the, the 90s. You know, right. he always, you know, mid-90s, he always had my back. He was great. And you got to have that. You really so do. As, a, as a sergeant, especially now, and we talked about this a while ago, Let's say you have a squad of, you know, three, four guy, guys, gals, whatever, and they're just slack asses. What do you do? What 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 do you do to motivate them? I mean, because I was asking you about like the GPS in the vehicles, and you could see so, all three of them sitting at the Seven Eleven for six hours. Well, that wouldn't happen. Lead by <laughs> example. I think, that, I think what has always been successful for me is lead by example. Okay. And and I know for me as a as a patrol deputy. And then again, as a sergeant, if I was a patrol deputy and I heard my sergeant out there banging out traffic stops. Fuck, I better go get busy. That's a clue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where was I always at? Where did I love to sit? Oh, on, on, the, on, bridge, on the bridge. On top of that bridge with a laser in my hand. Hell and you yeah. know what? I, when the guys heard me, I'd, I, all I would do was say, um, I'm doing a traffic stop on I-4 or whatever. They go, Oh shit, Sergeant's on I-4. Let's go. And they, <laughs> and they loved it. And man. you motivate them. And we would, use, we would use little tricks like first felony arrest, whereby uh, I was fortunate when I worked in, in the city that we're actually in now, we had two sergeants to run a shift. And so myself and the other sergeant, we'd break off into two squads and we would try to make it competitive in the sense of, you know, hey, we're going to go over this side of the city and work traffic. You go over that side of the city and work traffic. And, you know, I'd call him on the phone and go, hey, man, we got, we're, we're, we're up three and, you know, just kind of work it. What do you guys, what are you slack asses doing? We would, but, but recognizing good performance, positive reinforcement. That's the key, fun. positive reinforcement. I had a sergeant. Well, uh, you mentioned um, uh, Greg. So when I worked for him, he would at night, in the night shift, he would put a sign somewhere behind a business. Yep. Right. And you better find it. And, and he would say, Free breakfast. And Curtis did the same thing. Did he? When he became a sergeant, yeah. he did the same. He would put a cone. Oh, okay. And it had it had the our agency's initials on the cone. Yeah. And he would put it up right next to a door. Right. And he'd say, if you don't find that cone in your zone, we got a problem. Right. And he wouldn't put it out. You know, he'd put it out there at like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock after the business closed. You had till 6 a.m. to find this damn cone. Right. And he didn't put it way out in BFE where nobody was ever, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he put Once it... Once a night, yeah. Dude, it, it was a great I heard, tool. I had heard tool. stories similar to that where they would put like a card or something on it that says, call me when you find this. Yes. I've and, heard the same and, and thing. Then, and then the guy didn't find it, and they'd come <laughs> to open the business the next day, and, and they're he's like... Calling. <laughs> I found your card. <laughs> <laughs> we had him call and go, hey, we told a guy one time, he got all pissy. And we're like, hey, go get the cone. It's over at such and such. Well, I've got to go get the cone. Because you didn't find, find it. it. right? And he's like, well, I was busy. No, you weren't. You've had four and a half hours. You ain't done jack. So is this, is this separate from traffic? A patrol officer should be a shark. 
Always moving. Oh my God, dude. Absolutely. Oh, Windows just... cracked. Always moving. Always looking. I mean, yes, absolutely. Should be. Yeah, because I, 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 I know. When you see him sitting still for too long, and I used to pull up, like I told you, the GPS, and I'd pull it up, and, and it, you know, it shows where they've been. And you could always tell a good patrol officer because by about 10 or 11 o'clock, you could see his zone was like this. Now, you could show where they've gone. Oh, it shows a track and a history. Okay. So it would show all the neighborhoods they had been in and everything else. So they're out there waving everybody, walking Muffy yep. and yeah. Cooper the Wonder Dog and all that. <laughs> and then come 10 o'clock, you see them. Uh, yep. Up and down the main road. <laughs> Get, look, look for that shark, yeah. The shark's looking. The shark now, is, can, is feeding. Can you, in you know? your agency, look at yes. the supervisor, see where everybody is? Yes. And, and I was going to get to that was, how do you utilize that tool? So when, when we first got that technology, it was an officer safety thing. If you went down, they would know where your power Absolutely. last was. This was never going to be used for discipline. Bullshit. And that lasted about <laughs> six months. Yeah. Because. And then guys started getting named for what it. What would happen if you, when we were in investigations and we'd get a neighborhood that got pillaged with car breaks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The okay. first thing we'd do is go in there and look and see. And we'd go, nobody patrolled the damn place all night. Of course they got hit. So, oh, you're not patrolling your zone. Yeah. Or, oh, you spent 35 minutes, you know, talking to the clerk at the 7-Eleven. Right. So. What the admin, the lieutenants, the captains, those people, what they need to do is find a way to utilize that technology in a manner that is, that is, um, reinforcing. Right. Not, you shouldn't drive. Not you shouldn't be driving around going, well, I just got to make time because the lieutenant might look. I got to make it look good. A perfect example when we Dude, went your to lazy asses. When That's we went exactly to what they when do. we went to computer dispatch. We had we had a captain and a lieutenant in, in a district who would watch it. And it would be 2.30 in the morning, and you'd get a phone call from this lieutenant who wasn't working. He was home. He was, he'd was he been off for seven, eight, nine hours. And he'd call up and he'd go, hey, man, I noticed that uh, 42 Zone hasn't logged any activity in the last 49 minutes. And i go, what time is it, LT? And he goes, it's 3.42. I said. And it's Oak Hill. No, and, I, and I said, <laughs> I said. Okay, well, uh, are you listening to your radio? And he goes, yeah. I said, at 345, I promise you, he's going to check the door at this church. The door to this church is going to be open. Anybody? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the door to this church is going to be open because it's open every night. He finds it open every night at 345. I promise you. <laughs> because we had a little unwritten admin rule because they would come in in the morning and check. You better not go over an hour with no activity. That's utilizing really? it. That's utilizing it negatively because you don't know I what agree. that guy's doing. I agree. He may not. I may not log out activity, but I might be patrolling the hell out of Absolutely. my neighborhood. I may not see anything, but well, I'm you could going be to... sitting watching where we've had a bunch of burglaries. Sure. And you're sitting at the entrance of a subdivision, you yep. know, hidden way back, waiting for that. Waiting son for of that come, to guy come, come in at three in the morning. What's this guy gotta, doing at three in the morning? You gotta sit there for an hour and a half waiting on that. Yep. You know, it's that's when you send a message to your people. Hey, bud, I used to do this all the time. Hey, bud, you okay? You ain't moved in quite a while. Everything good? Or is your GPS thing screwed up? Yeah, I'm sitting here waiting on... Got it. Perfect. Awesome. We'll cover for you. Let me know when you're clear so I can pull that zone guy back. Yeah. Not a problem. I mean, that's right. fucking good so, police so work, man. What does that conversation sound like when they don't pick up on the... You guys giving a good example... And they just don't get that they are supposed to be officers, not 
hangouters. Well, that's called you call them in and have them come see Jesus. Speech. What's that? What's that kind well, of? Well, I used to call it. Yep, like, come yeah, see Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, when you call them in and say, "Look, well, first it's not that. It's just to call them in and say, hey, man, we've noticed over the last couple of weeks, you know, you're kind of really slacking off. Everything good, man? You okay? Everything good at home? You know, so you go up and at, 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 at a concerned. Absolutely, okay. because if they've been a good cop and, and kicking butt, and now all of a sudden they're like, eh, slack ass. If they start off a slack ass, I'm getting their ass right away. Okay. But if they've been a good cop and there's something wrong, talk to them. Find out what's going on, man. They might have having all kinds of problems at home or, or divorce something or, else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to find out. See if you okay. can help them. Right. And if it's like, nah, everything's fine. I just, I don't know, man. I just, you know, ain't into it. Whatever. Okay, well, we need to get into it. And then, you know, it goes a week by, still same shit. Call them back in. Hey, okay, now this is the second time we're talking. And you're telling me everything's good? We're not going to have a third conversation. Third conversation, we're going to be talking on paper. Okay, I'm giving this a strike too. Let's get busy. Okay. And what if they ain't busy, then you know you got to do what, what you got to do. Very much the same thing. And then what I would do would be to follow that up with I, when I inherited an investigations unit one time. The one guy I'd come in and he'd be sleeping on his desk, he'd have his head on his desk. And the other person was doing a lot of the work. Even and though he's got 30 cases. Yeah. And the other, per- <laughs> the other person was... I know. Dave. <laughs> the other person was resentful of that person. They're like, oh, I'm doing all the work, and they're in here, and they're sleeping on their desk and all that. So what I did was, I would I knew what cases he had, and i go, hey, what did you do on this case today? Oh, I need to go talk to the victim. Let's go. Okay. What? No, yeah. no, I'm riding with you. Let's yeah. go. We, yeah. need to, we need to get Absolutely. this done. And yeah. I'd go with them. And... By the time we got out, he was actually being super productive. Yeah. And it, it, it almost caused some resent from the other side because the person, the other person was like, well, you go everywhere and help them. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's step outside. Let's look at it a different way. Right. There was an issue. I, yeah. I allow you to do your job because you do your job and right. you do good. Yeah. I don't need to do that. But this person needed a little extra attention. Yeah. So I always try to insert myself and give them every opportunity to succeed. And that's what I think administrators need to do. But albeit, if this special attention doesn't produce special results, right. something else is going to happen. Yeah. So he's not getting this special attention, and then he goes back to the way he was, Ooh. and I give him more special attention. No. The next time the special attention, he's not going to want. No, one dose of special Absolutely. attention. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I get He's not going to want Listen. <laughs> I get. <laughs> we're gonna be signing some shit or something because we're done with special. I, I get that it can be tough. I remember. Remember when we had permanent shifts? We had Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, every other Wednesday. That was my shift. Yeah. Midnight. Yeah. Sunday at midnight in a slow ass town. What are you gonna do at three o'clock in the morning? Yeah. So you you kind of have to understand the situation. There's certain times where there's just nothing freaking right. going on. Right. All right, real quick, um, yeah, we got to uh, move on. Yep. We could talk um, about admin all day, but we're going to move we on. We could. Um, so oh, the wow, answer wow. to your question, the final answer, and I think we both agree, no, they are not out to get you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would say over-resoundingly no. Okay. Um, okay, so I want to give a shout-out to Stephanie. She popped in. Hey, Steph. Is that your Steph? Uh, of course. Oh, damn. That's my Stephanie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, and then to Big Wayne. Okay, this Wayne. Man, and it says he's a top fan. That's awesome. Oh, top fan. Top fan. Hey, let me tell you something about Wayne. Wayne worked at the same place Keith did. Let me tell you something. Wayne retired a few years back, and Wayne, 
I think the guy spent probably a hundred years on motors, a hundred years in the guy was a cop for like fifty freaking years. I swear to God he was. I don't say last names on the show, guys. I'm sorry, but you know, you know who, who you are. About. Um, thanks for popping in. He said, "What's snapping?" So, uh, <laughs> and Stephanie says, "Yo," and of course David pops in. He goes, "Dumbass." And he, <laughs> Dave, David is going to be a guest on our show next week. Oh, it's on, that on, Dave. Yes. <laughs> this David? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, little Dave. Yeah, wait, get, I guess it's good he's not here because we won't see him. Yeah, we'll have to put a high chair in his uh, our little bus. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A, um, a booster, uh, booster seat. seat. Yeah. yeah, so anyway. anyway, um, So I wanted to get my shout-outs. Um, I didn't see any questions on here tonight. Normally we have... Remember, next time you're watching, throw in some questions. Ronnie's watching... Hey guys, what is this? Why do I see officers? Why do I see officers every time they walk up to a car on the traffic stop? Why do they touch the back of the car? You know, we'll address that. Just ask, don't ask us why Camille's so ugly because we can't answer that. Question. We just that can't answer that. Universal nature has its own jokes. So I don't see any questions on here. I did have um, real fast. I know we're running over, but real fast, Lori had emailed us. Yes, and she had talked about. The on the western side of the the U.S., um, somewhere near the land of fruit and nuts out there, somewhere um, had passed. They were talking about passing some legislation on the officers had to give one hundred percent access to all of their social media to the administration and the police department. Right. And that means every social media site that they were a part of, they had to give complete 100% access. Of course, once the news got out about that and everybody started, you know, pounding them about, you know, this is ridiculous what happened to the First Amendment and everything else um, and privacy and all that, they produced a statement and they said that, oh, well, we're going to use this for pre-application screening so that we can get on. Okay, I, I get that. I, right. I'm well, okay that's, with that. That's, isn't that what? Because I've talked to a lot of recruiting officers, and I and I, I currently teach. I'm I'm retired, but I now I'm a teacher. Um, and, and and I and I teach high school, and I, I tell my students, I said, listen, if you are looking for a job in criminal justice or law enforcement, you better start now, editing or being careful with your social media, because I've talked to a lot of recruiters. And you go to drop something off. Oh, hey, you know what? While you're here, come on in. We'll open up your Snapgrams or you know Insta, Insta, Insta webs, Insta webs. You know, and let's see what you're doing. Oh, is that is that you smoking a bowl, <laughs> waving some yeah. fitties? Yeah. You know, with so, a with a gat, with a cash. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay, I got a question. Okay. Oh. All right. So let's. <laughs> so anyway, I don't. I totally. If it's for pre-employment, okay, fine. After that, I absolutely do not agree with them having full access and full rights to all of your social media. Screw that. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't agree. That's just police officers have got to have a first amendment. Allow us to have full access to theirs. Exactly. All right. So Pete says, okay. says Camille, since you and Sean are there, does this mean Ronnie is being considered for membership to the swim team? No. Okay, no. All right. The answer is no. Ronnie doesn't know what that is, but the answer is no. <laughs> All right, and Keith, good question though. <laughs> Keith says, "Ask Wayne about his FTO and the underwear." 
Underwear. Ooh. Oh, Wayne okay. and and Wayne's. I mean, wait, 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 hold on a second. I was talking about FTO and my students today. You have four phases, give or take. You have orientation and a few phases, and then the final phase. I don't remember any of those phases dealing with underwear. So Wayne says, Wayne says, "Wow, what a shock!" And Keith goes, "LOL." Okay, there's a story here somewhere, we'll guys. We'll have to find that out. And we want to know about it on the next show. We're going to talk maybe about this. Some FTO and some underwear. What is somebody's shart and you had to give them underwear or something? That's probably not a, to- a bad topic. Talk about FTO next time. What, sharding? Yeah, sharding. Absolutely. <laughs> underwear, Bakker hey, Greeks. You know a code brown when you hear one, right? Oh. <laughs> code brown. Code that brown. Is, that is code three, warp ten to the right. station. Coming buddy. in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> that is keepers off, belt, belt the floor, run right into the bathroom. Out of my way, make a hole. For those of you law enforcement if you have run freaking 1018 or code 3 or hauling ass for you civilians to the station and left keepers and shit in the hallway to the bathroom chime in and let yeah, us know let us know in the comments below how many times you've run a code brown <laughs> because all of us here have at least three times all right guys listen we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Cooper is passed out down there. He's oh, yeah. done. Cooper the Wonder Dog. Cooper the Wonder Dog went to camp today, and he is pooped. He is done. So we do appreciate you guys chiming in. I love it. Um, we love it. We're, we're having a blast doing this, guys. Um, you know, Ronnie, I love the fact that it's like, it's like everybody is joining us when we're just talking war stories. It's great. Our it's audience great. and they're is, giving us war stories. Our, our audience <laughs> is the fourth person at the bar. I just love that feel. It is great, and I won't even go into the war stories that me and Keith have from Midnight Chef. I won't even go there, or me and Dave on so, this episode. Yeah, we might do that when Dave calls in. <laughs> so anyway, listen, guys, we really appreciate you joining us. This has been an absolute blast for us. We're doing it just for fun, and we're gonna have some merch coming out. Uh, we won't probably make hardly anything on the merch. But we want to get our name out there, guys, and it'll be some stickers and, and stuff like that that you can put on your vehicles or your cups or whatever. And I, um, I think we're actually going to start, um, we were talking about this earlier, maybe starting a patch board. So if you're an agency, we're going to figure out how you can send us um, uh, a patch from your agency so we can figure out where where everybody's hearing us from. Because I'll tell you, I have probably 300-plus patches but I want to start a new one with the agencies that are listening to us and out here talking. That's great. Great. I'm glad you mentioned that. All right, guys, don't forget to go on YouTube. Please, please, please. It means a lot to us. Go on YouTube, create an account. Guys, all you got to do is put an email and a password. That's it. So I get to do to create an account, go on there, pop in that like and subscribe and that little notification bell. It really helps us out. Once we get to a thousand subscribers, guys, we can take our phones and we can go out here and go live on the street. And that's what we plan on doing is going to some of these events that are going on or some of these things that are going on and going live out there. But we can't do that on YouTube until we get a thousand subscribers. So tell all your friends, share with them. Yep. We really appreciate all of you guys watching. We appreciate everyone out there doing this job. And thank you, Sean, for hey, still out there. Sean. Salute. And all of your men and women that are out there doing it, we appreciate it. We love all of you guys. And our tagline is, 
We still got your six. Six. So, okay, let's do that again. Our tagline is, still got your six. Sorry about that. Good night, guys.